Hi folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, effort, energy. For those of y'all that continue to come back, thank you so much. I hope y'all are getting something out of it. I assume you are. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, I'm incredibly grateful for that as well. Hopefully it adds some tools to all of our toolboxes. Hopefully it helps our country at least a little bit. Home front, not a lot. Kind of treading the water right now. It's been warm during the days, unseasonably warm. Cool at night. Honestly, feels, oh, excuse me, feels a lot more like spring in some ways than the middle of winter. I think that's about it. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the people that listen to this podcast and share it. Be with them. Guide and bless them. Surround them with your angels. Help us to trust you, Lord. To turn to you. us to overcome our doubts and our fears. Help us to overcome our failures. Help us to truly know, believe, be convinced that you are able to guard what we entrust to you, our souls, until the day you bring us home. that we can know that there's nothing that can separate us from your love. Help us to have confidence, not only for our own peace, Father, and assurance, but also for those around us, to encourage them in the way we live our lives, in the way we die, Help others to see you through us. Give us strength, wisdom, courage, faith, assurance, and confidence. Please, Father. And God, my words here. Today, Lord, in your Son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. So I feel often, ah, maybe not often, but 
It's certainly not an unusual feeling to stumble across. One of these quotes or passages over the last two and a half plus years of doing this podcast and be like, man, that, that ought to be read. We ought to read that every day. How do we not know that? How do we not see, you know, how, how are we not taught this history of our nation? These comments, quotes, thoughts by our founders, those that came before them, those that came after them. <clears throat> and so that's, that's definitely a, a commonplace occurrence. But I stumbled across a section in the Founder's Bible. And the, the title of it is, What Happens When We Die? And it's a question that I have thought of off and on for years. And this, this podcast is probably going to be all over the place, folks, and I'm, I'm sorry for that in advance. But this right here may be the single most important Maybe important is not the right word. I don't know what the right word is, but this is, it is extremely important. I started to say emotional, but I, I don't like that word in the modern context. Impactful. There we go. Thank you, Lord. little section that I have read in two and a half years of doing this podcast. And I just happened to stumble across it this morning. And I think some of y'all maybe have the idea, well, how can you stumble across stuff? You know, you've had, you've been doing this for a couple of years. And, and part of my answer is that's how much information about the relationship between America and God there is out there that I can do this podcast on a daily basis now for a while and still stumble across new stuff quite frequently. You know, these, these Bibles along with that America's God and country encyclopedia of quotations that I use so often are multiple thousands of pages. And then you start to add in the online stuff like the Avalon project out of Yale. Uh, the presidential website, which I can't remember right now, and a number of others, and it becomes overwhelming, to say the least. But I'm going to spend today in this little excerpt from the Founder's Bible, and the title of it is, What Happens When We Die? And I read a biography on Stonewall Jackson years ago. I don't even remember how many years ago. And if you know anything about Stonewall Jackson and the way he died, it was quite quickly uh, and strangely. 
in the sense quickly it was a matter of days. He went out before a battle, and I'm ashamed to say I can't remember the battle right now. My father could if he was sitting here, I think. Uh, some of y'all probably know it. And he was doing recon extensively. He liked to see things for himself, which is a trait of a number of good generals that I've read about, good leaders. And so he was out scouting in front of the lines, and his own troops mistook him for the enemy, and they shot him. And his party and he was wounded and it you know they were concerned but it looked like he would recover for a few days uh, and then he took a turn for the worse and the doctor came in and said you're not gonna make it and Stonewall's Jackson his reply Stonewall Jackson's reply as written down in this biography, was something along the lines of, good, good. He had so much faith in God and Jesus Christ and knew that God was going to do the right thing, whatever that was, and that he was in God's hands. And that's all he needed to know because of his faith in Jesus Christ. And I I don't mean to insinuate that he didn't have any fears or frustrations or heartaches or, or tough, dark times throughout his life. But in that moment at the end, when he knew he was going to die, and there was nothing he could do about it. His response was, good, good. And I don't know for those of y'all that listen, anywhere across the world, any state in the country, any city in any state, if you have thought about this question, but it has, haunted me off and on throughout the years. How will I die? Will we will we leave comfort to our families? Because that had to be a great comfort to his wife, for example. And to increase their own confidence in salvation and eternal life through the way that they died. You know, and we've talked about recently, Second Timothy 1.12, For I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. We give our souls to Jesus Christ. One of the little quotes out of this section uh, from early Christianity or writers, it says it's customary even among Christian people to withhold final judgment of a man's Christian character 
till it is seen how he makes his death. The manner of a man's death often works a change, sometimes a revolution, in public opinion respecting the nature of his life. Hebrews 2.14-15 Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. I don't think there's anything wrong with fear. It's what we're afraid of that matters. There's nothing wrong with, with superficial fears like pain. Uh, you know, a lot of times fear of pain keeps us out of trouble. But there has to be a limit, right? I mean, you, you can't be so afraid of, of pain in every form that you just try and put yourself in a little bubble and, and not do anything because then, then we start to get into the bigger concern of fear, which is, do we trust Jesus Christ or not? If we get in a horrible car wreck and we're maimed, do we trust that Christ will give us the courage, give us the grace to get through that. If we suffer horrible heartache, if a spouse that we have loved more than anyone or anything else on this world dies, will God give us the grace to survive that pain? If we lose a child, if we're burned horribly in an accident. A fear of failing God, failing our family, failing our nation. A fear of Death, if you believe, right? Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. I know for a fact that I won't survive judgment without Jesus Christ. There's absolutely no way. I have, I have no doubt, not even a single shred of doubt about that. The only way that I can survive judgment is if Jesus Christ is paying that price. You know, but, but the moment of truth comes in that, in that passing where we go from the physical realm that we can see here and then all of a sudden the spiritual realm, which I heard one commentator say recently is far more real than the physical realm. 
when it becomes real and we see eternity staring back at us, are we going to look at eternity with peace and comfort because we've put our faith, our trust in Jesus Christ alone as the only hope that we have? Or are we going to look at eternity in terror because we stand alone before judgment? And we see that the the last chance we had is gone. That's one of the reasons that it's so pivotal to make that decision for Jesus Christ today. Not tomorrow. Not next week, not next month, not next year. But today. Do you know Jesus Christ? Have you put your trust in him? It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect, folks. Lord, I can feel the doubts creeping in myself right here just doing this podcast. But you think about when you were a kid, if you had good parents, which I hope you did, there were moments in your life when you were terrified as a child. And yet, your parents were there and they said, it's going to be okay. And and maybe that didn't take all of the terror away. But you trusted them. It gave you peace. It gave you comfort. And God's saying to us, hey, I know you're scared. I know you're terrified. I know you have doubts and fears. I know you fail all the time. But if you will just trust me, if you will just put your faith in my son and trust him, he'll protect you from all of that. Trust me. He'll comfort you and he'll protect you from all those doubts and fears and terrors that you have. There is nothing more important in this life, folks. Nothing. Nothing even comes close to making that decision to put your faith in Jesus Christ. You know, we talk on this podcast, that the point of this podcast is hopefully to try and help just a little bit, even if just a little bit, turn our country back to God. And and maybe God will give us a little bit longer as a shining city upon a hill to shine to others and give them courage and lead them toward Jesus Christ to be an example to other nations. But that's not the main goal of our individual lives. That's not the most important thing. Jesus Christ. So we're going to... 
wrap this up with a prayer. There's a number of them, folks, out there. You can typically look up something like Sinner's Prayer and find a bunch of different versions. This is by Dr. Ray Pritchard. Lord Jesus, for too long I've kept you out of my life. I know that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior. Amen. There's some other versions out there, folks, if you prefer a different one. But I think that covers most of the basis. No more important decision. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.